Hello, I'm Jesse David Fox, and welcome to Good One. We just wanted to give you a little bonus episode here to say we love you while we work on the next season of this show. And this bonus episode, well, rules. Coming live from Vulture Festival, we have the first major reunion of the cast and creators of Community. I'm talking Dan Harmon, Joel McHale, Alison Brie, Gillian Jacobs, Danny Pudi, Jim Rash, Event Nicole Brown, Ken Jeong, and Chris McKenna. If you are a fan of the show, as I am, really it is so much fun, it's insane. Community was a seminal show for me as a budding comedy journalist. I, I remember so distinctly when it joined 30 Rock and Parks and Rec and The Office on NBC's Thursday comedy lineup. I was like, this show, this show is for me. This is a show that thinks and cares about sitcom as a form as much as I do. And everyone in it is so funny and likable. I love this show. It, it made me want to write about it. It's not the only show that helped me establish myself as a journalist. Actually, it was my infographic recaps of 30 Rock that first put me on Vulture's radar, but it definitely forced me to up my game. This is all to say it was an honor and a thrill to moderate the reunion and talk to all of them about their favorite episodes and moments from the show. Since we're not talking about one specific joke, I'm going to throw it to a sizzle we played before the panel, which includes a lot of what we end up talking about in this episode. So, here is the Community Reunion. You've just stopped being a study group. You've become something unstoppable. I hereby pronounce you a community. Give us some more time and dream. We were debating how many times per year a man can drop in a study room in a dumb costume with a relevant noose. Dean, It's Feline AIDS Awareness Day, folks, so let's whip it in the keister. What the hell is wrong with you? I don't like being excluded, Jeff, do you? Yes! Yo, 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 yo! This audit back to chapter one of Time Desk, The Chronicles of Dean Dangerous. That is going to be the worst book I'll ever read cover to cover. Can we just do this? Hi. Hello. I'm Hector the Well Endowed. You've got a bunch of pegasi. Let's make a deal. What kind of deal? What's Dean got to do with it? <laughs> Why, it's time to Tina Turner the clocks ahead. You can't do that. Have you met me? And I fell to the floor. I pooped my pants. Bear down for midterms. You can't just repeat it. You need to explain yourself. Okay. Now that the seals have been broken, you each owe me fifty dollars. No smoking, no farting, no pillow fighting. We're in a chase! That's a lot. That's a clever retort. That's a clever retort. Duh! Brilliant. Brilliant! Duh! Your parents are divorced. The floor recognizes magnitude. First off, pop pie! Adios, amores. Oh, what a surprise. 
¿Dónde está la biblioteca? Me llamo Tibón, la araña discoteca. Discoteca, muñeca, la biblioteca. Es un bigote grande, pero manteca. There you go. Welcome to the stage, Dan Harmon, Joe McHale, Jim Rash, Event Nicole Brown, Allison Green, Danny Prudy, Jillian Jacobs, Sam Young, and Chris McKenna. So uh, before, right before then, uh, when did you guys last see each other? Ooh. 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 I saw Ooh. Allison at the Golden off. Globes. That's she true. She was nominated. <laughs> Paid her to say She that. was nominated. <laughs> this is the first I've been allowed to see anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Restraining order. This is really awesome, though. <laughs> like we maybe had a coffee six months ago. <laughs> uh, I believe there's a text chain. And can you uh, explain what the tech, what happens on this text chain? Who's good at it? Who's better at it? Lately, we're mostly giving Ken shit about how he's going to buy us all a very expensive free dinner meal. tonight. Free dinner, yeah, Ken. Ken Jones. Ken's taking do it. us to dinner tonight. I really That's don't think I am. I really don't think I am. Very expensive restaurant. Oh, it's really stressing me out. I really don't think I am. <laughs> we are reopening Marie Callender's on Wilshire. <laughs> Do it, do it, do it. That was my first job here, so I'll be waiting on you. <laughs> Would you like pie? We have 23, I know. So um, I had asked the cast for their favorite episodes and moments, and we're going to go through those. But uh, before that, I want to talk a little bit about the pilot, which was uh, premiered 10 years and two months ago. Wow. Wow. And yet I haven't aged a day. <laughs> So, and it retained 97% of the office's ratings. It did. <laughs> That's all I remember. <laughs> so the following week, <laughs> you're done. So the show changed uh, quite a bit after that, but thinking back on the pilot, was there something in the script or something in your characters that you could point to and you're like, "That's the show that we made, even in those first days, that it had whatever the special sauce of the show was. No. <laughs> I feel like, I, I, when I think about the difference between the pilot and the series, I always think of Britta, um, because Britta's character in particular, it was such a, uh, and I, I, all props to my colleagues, but it was, it was such a, it was such a straight dude, like, kind of version of a, of a girl as a carrot, you know, for the male protagonist. And, and it was like, from the way we dressed her to every line of her dialogue and all these things, it was like, we didn't discover the Brita character f for a long time. And it was by the end of the series, I mean, some people may go like, oh, that's, that's the character. I don't like it here. I don't like it there. But one thing's for sure that Brita became so developed it was like and, and and like i think of the pilot and i'm just like oh she was like a mannequin with like <laughs> uh, yeah do you agree gillian 
She certainly changed. <laughs> <laughs> but you knocked it out of the park, also. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yes, yeah. can we take a yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think about uh, the first winger speech when I think about the pilot and what was essentially community to me was Joel delivering the sharks and pencils and Ben Affleck speech. Mm. Um, but I think the thing that was special was that I had never, A, gotten to do a pilot that was that well-written, and then B, when we started shooting it and we were sitting around the table and I was just blown away by the extraordinary talent of the people in the cast, which the world has since discovered, but that truly felt like something special. And I remember one of the camera operators said to me, you better find an apartment in LA. And no one had ever said that on any pilot. (laughs) He was a stalker and (laughs) had nothing to do with the pilot. So uh, we're going to go through the series based on your episodes. So the first choice is season one, episode seven, introduction to statistics. Uh, Danny, you mentioned this. Danny. Danny. <laughs> oh, sorry. Hey, how's it going? Yes. How's it going? Yeah, see, we haven't seen, seen each other. Uh, why did you single this one out? This is, um, when I think about the show, uh, I think this is the first time during this episode where I felt like we were all clicking. I think everyone was kind of doing their own thing and everyone showed up. Uh, the costumes were all like very specific. I felt like the world was kind of starting to establish itself. Um, meaning that the world was, there was everything. It was just chaos. Um, and I got to play Batman, which was a dream of mine ever since I was a kid. So, um, can you still do the voice? And yeah. if so, can you do it right now? Uh, yeah. Also one of my favorite lines, um, Jack's mix, pretzels, baby carrots, predictable but appetizing. This was also, this was Justin Lin's first episode that he directed. Justin Lin? Um, He never went on to anything. He he rigged the chair for an explosion. And uh, and the other thing is that that the weird thing about NBC changing its clock, it, it just happened that this was the first episode about six episodes in where the tags started needing to get shot. And and uh, and this was this episode was the first time that we put um, Don, uh, uh, Troy and Abed together in this like intimate way in that tag for that episode where you guys are sitting there improvising really about Cookie Monster and stuff. And, and, and so, so this, this episode was the birth of that friendship, which was based on organic chemistry between actors on set. As opposed to us having predetermined that um, Pierce and uh, Troy were going to be like the Beavis and Butthead of the show. <laughs> I mean, this, this, in many ways, it, rewatching it, it felt like a, a sort of second pilot for the show, where it's like a, a complete reintroduction. What, did, what had you learned and what did sort of this episode reveal that would become the show that is when we think of community? I mean, I, I think that because it was about six or seven weeks, at, the, the, the weird thing back then was if you had a show on NBC and, and you opened your laptop, you could, for the first time, Twitter was relatively new, especially the concept of people cross-platform viewing. But I was just, I was just watching people watch the show. And so it was, it was again, this episode was being produced around the time when I was watching people watch the pilot. Mm. 
And I was watching what they were responding to. And what they were responding to was obviously character. They were quoting lines, and the lines weren't one-liners. They weren't like Henny Youngman jokes that were cleverly crafted. They were they were lines that encapsulated the characters that made them unique. And so I think that was the big yep. thing for me was as of this episode, there's a kind of puberty that the show hits because I was just like, oh, these characters are real. Yep. You service them and then the world can be insane. Apologies to the Henny Youngman fans. <laughs> <laughs> these millennials, they love Henny Just because he has Young in his name. <laughs> so there are two character decisions in this episode that I want to talk about. First was uh, Gillian helped in uh, choosing the costume. The squirrel that was start from you wanted to be a chipmunk. Uh, can you talk about being collaborative on that, that idea? They asked me, what do you want to be? And I said, how about a squirrel? <laughs> <laughs> Finally, we really get deep. Wow. That saw the seam. Saw the crease. <laughs> Chew on that. Uh, how the Sistine Chapel was made as well. <laughs> Want something on the ceiling? Please. I don't know. I mean, I feel like, you know, it was... Um, I don't know why I wanted to be a squirrel. Um, it, it was high every day, you guys. <laughs> I don't remember. Do you, Dan, do you remember anything? No, I think he really just said squirrel. I think... <laughs> I, I think you wanted the comfort of it too. I, th- I remember every costume you wore was comfortable. Wrong. No? That tail was very it heavy. It wasn't. <laughs> we thought that we all they thought that. They swore you enjoyed the squirrel. They did oh, not like rig that tail stuff. well. It was <laughs> it was uh, grooving uh, ridges into my shoulders for the, that week. I I think it was. I, I don't know. Um, we got the furry audience big <laughs> time on this one, though. <laughs> Yeah, it just felt right for Britta that she would not wear a stereotypical uh, girls on Halloween costume. There was also a joke, I believe, that Shirley was supposed to do to the statistics teacher's office. Uh oh. That was cut out. <laughs> I would love this, to hear <laughs> the conversation of, well, if you can tell the audience what was supposed to happen and why. We determined Shirley wasn't a person who would do that. Okay, we, okay. so I've told this before. Dan knows I've told this story before. Shirley was supposed to take a shit in the drawer. <laughs> or she was supposed to want to. She was supposed to I want to. she was to. supposed to do it. No, I don't think that wouldn't I mean, be NBC she was TV. To she was, she she was supposed to drawer. drop her pants. She was supposed to start dropping her pants right, and right. saying, I'm going to shit I in the drawer. I felt, as a dignified black woman, <laughs> that no dignified black woman would ever do that. And I remember I was, I was so sad. Like, I was so sad that I had to go talk to my boss and try to explain. And I remember I went to Joe Russo and I said, Joe, is something horrible has happened and we have to fix it. And I told Joe what my problem was and Joe cracked up. He was like, Yvette, it's a comment. You don't understand. I'm the only black woman on the show. And I don't... So I went to Dan and I talked to Dan and I said, you know, listen, I know our show may not be for, you know, Christian black women of a certain age, but, you know, if one or two is watching, we're going to lose them as soon as I drop my trial. They ain't never coming back. They ain't never coming back. You only get you only get one chance <laughs> one with time. Christian black women. You defile a black woman once and she's out of there. So I said, you know, we should find something else, please, sir. And he was kind enough to come up with the hose in the drawer. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny to even think that there would be a debate, you know? Like like that nowadays, if you came to my office and said, black woman, I'd be like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> 
don't, don't, Wait, don't, don't cancel me. Listen. Ironically, like during when we weren't filming, Yvette would shit anywhere. Everywhere. But All that, time, but she right? would always not say before she did it, she'd say, "This is not. I'm not representing my race or my gender." Black women, as I do this. I'm just representing someone who had a lot of Chick Fil A. So we're about to go to. Season two episodes. They came to set a lot, no joke. Um, but before we go to season two, does anyone have any stray thoughts about contemporary American poultry or the first paintball episode? Um, since seemingly that person really wants to hear. I'll say contemporary American poultry, the, when, uh, which was the uh, homage to Goodfellas. The, the, when that freeze happened and Danny, uh, as Abed said, I always wanted to be in a mafia movie. I was like, I think I'm on the greatest television show ever made. I think that episode also sees the introduction of Annie's boobs, uh, monkey. That was very well known on our show. I, I don't know why people loved the monkey so much um, or why I'm Nicely mentioning done. it now. But here we are. Annie's boobs. At one, point, at one point, people became convinced that that monkey was going to save our show. And we had to do a syndication <laughs> photo shoot. Of the monkey. Yes. They tried to work the monkey into every shot. And at one point, it was all of us pressed up against the study room windows. And the publicist was like, and remember to look down because they're going to add the monkey swinging on the, on the door right. handle. And Joel went, no more monkey. <laughs> and then since then, I have called the show Kamunkity. Um But yeah, that monkey was supposed to save us all. Yeah. You'd worked with the monkey before. Oh my God, Hangover 2 and 3. It was amazing. <laughs> oh, I can't. <laughs> Made a lot of money. Crystal, wow. Right? <laughs> Crystal the monkey. Tom Gunderson's a trainer. Can't believe Ken dropped that in there. That's... Yeah. <laughs> what? How dare you? No, you had the How mic dare up you? to your mouth waiting to say that. <laughs> there, there was an audience question. Does anyone know if the monkey's still alive? Ken. Oh, that's a... They wow. asked Ken. Ken. Oh, oh man, it's doing amazing. Yeah. Oh my God, I was at the little beach house in Malibu right next to Nobu. We had like... We had like amazing Braggered. sushi. The other, yeah. Go ahead. Yes, I am bragging. And it was great. I had great job. I had a great time. Crystal and Tom, they send their regards. It was uh, great. I'm pretty sure if there's an animal that you learn the name of, it's already dead six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. There were 70 lassies. You heard it from me first. Uh, don't Google Milo and Otis. Uh, good night. I got a letter from PETA that shut that monkey shit down. <laughs> Season two, episode nine, conspiracy <laughs> theories and interior design. Dan and Chrissy both mentioned yes. this episode. What did you love about Kevin, it? Kevin. Oh, Kevin. Kevin Corrigan. Yes. God, I love Chris. That. Professor Professorson. Oh. Yeah. Uh, if it, needs must. What's that? That's what he said, if needs must. I just remember him saying that. Etc. Et <laughs> did, did you just mispronounce? Etc. Uh, no, it was just a really great, fun episode. It was an idea that was kicked around. I think Megan Gans had come up with, like, oh, what if there was a conspiracy theory uh, episode? Uh, uh, and it was, like, Joel's taking a class like that. And I was like, oh, what if that class didn't even exist? Or maybe she, I don't know. We came up with, like, a fun plot that was only, like, half of a plot, though. <laughs> and we would always go back to it. And then we actually wrote a whole conspiracy yeah. about night school. No, and literally, then the night you... before we started shooting it... When you when you watch that episode, the, the, at the point where Joel and Annie, Joel and Annie, Je, Je, Jeff and Annie, um, 
say in is like 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 they they it the, it goes to commercial break with with her going why and him going I don't know and it goes to commercial that was the entirety of the pitch of that episode was like just this idea of like we knew it was a good idea but yeah. we didn't there you go Dan do it do your thing what? make two more acts of it that was oh, oh yeah I was yeah. so excited about that first I act thought you were break. saying Dan go ahead Dan be a panel hog no. <laughs> No, but we were we were no. so we were so happy with that act break, but we didn't know what to do with it, and we still didn't when we started shooting it. That's what is amazing. I mean, I work in animation now, where you can just make people draw stuff, and we're not that ballsy. <laughs> we had human beings that had to show up <laughs> and, and go into makeup, and we were like, man, we'll figure it out. <laughs> it was crazy. The third act of that episode was literally like Chris and I ran to the phone. We had figured it out, and we were like oh, there's a lot of guns in this. And we had to call S&P at NBC and we pitched the fine, wonderful uh, woman at, at, at S&P at NBC. We pitched her the whole thing and she heard it all and she said, ha. <laughs> and so are they, they're not really getting shot. I'm like, yeah, but it's going to be bloody, going to squibs. And then she said something like, could the whole thing be about gun safety? <laughs> Yes, it can Yes, it be. can, because it wasn't about anything 10 minutes ago. <laughs> May as well be about pretzels. <laughs> She's the but head writer of it, This Is Us now. <laughs> but, it, but in typical fashion, we wrote ourselves into a corner, and then while we were trying to burrow our way out of it, the production was going, all the, I mean, it was like, this is happening, and they were just like, I guess you have to shoot this because it's Thursday now. <laughs> This is answering so many that, questions that's how you do about it. why so our questions. hours were so long. <laughs> I do if, remember, because Kevin Corrigan was so great in the episode, but also very shocked by how long it took us to shoot an episode. And I remember I'd be standing with him in the hallway, and he'd just be like, I don't understand. It's a, <laughs> it's a half, hour, half hour comedy show. I, uh... And I'd be like, it's okay, Kevin. Now get on your hands and knees. We've got to race through this blanket for <laughs> Adam, Adam, Adam Davidson shot that episode, and he, I thought, I don't know, it's, it's a movie. I mean, there are a million yeah. shots in that. Yeah. yeah. And, and then at one point, he's playing the Tradixniks. Oh, yeah, that's... <laughs> I studied for this panel, you guys, and I yeah. will show you off prep. my knowledge. You did prep, Allie. You did. and watched. Did you watch the whole... Watched the whole I series. did not watch the whole series. You, did. you watched a lot of episodes. You did. I, I did. I skipped the gas leak year. <laughs> hey. And hey, I fair. just okay. jumped around. You I jumped, jumped around. Okay. What was it about? What was it about a fourth that you're like, oh, we need to this this is such a rich setting that we need to revisit pillow, pillows and blankets for another season? What about a blanket fort? A, what what, what about you, a blanket fort? Did you, as the creators of the show, were like, we need to revisit this in a future season? <laughs> what is he trying to say? I, I feel like it's a pretty straightforward question. In the fourth was, season? Pop what? In three. Yeah, we, oh. we, 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 did, we did the... We did, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. We did the uh, Ken Burns episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, it this was, was a creative compromise, right, Dan? It was, a com it was a combination of us desperately, what have we done that we used to love? Um, and Sony being like, you're a million dollars over budget. And I was like, so? They had reduced the budget to about 
$50,000 an episode, so. <laughs> I mean, in order to pay for the episodes we'd done. Like, you can't keep making movies every week. Uh, we, we, you, you now have to make an episode that's, and I was like, what if it was just photos? <laughs> and they're like, you got us. You can keep making a TV show, technically. But this isn't over. <laughs> to, back to making our VCRs. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like, you can't trust a, a TV studio that makes VCRs. They're like, they hate TV. Yeah. They're like, mm, we must destroy TV. Yep. <laughs> Season two. Laser discs. For, uh, <laughs> episode 13, Celebrity Pharmacology. Joel, this was your choice. What did you love about this episode? Oh, I like the part where uh, Jim <laughs> is warming up yeah. the... Um, <laughs> Yeah, this is where Jim, uh, the dean, has to warm up the junior high school crowd before we gave a, we presented a play about not doing drugs. I forgot about that. And uh, the dean did a one-man freeze tag game. And then he kept the the suggestion from the old, like, can I get a suggestion? And the kid just goes bald. And they're like, all right, can I get an occupation? Mayor of Bald City. And then Jim proceeded to do, this is where I watched, I thought Donald was going to choke to death because he was laughing so hard. And uh, just, that was my, look, I, when they asked what my favorite episode was, all I said, D, I, all I said was like Jim doing one man uh, uh, freeze tag and uh, Chang falling in love with a burnt mannequin leg. <laughs> and I said the scene where they're discussing monkey gas. And um, that is, monkey gas. that was my entire, uh, there wasn't an entire episode that was like I was like to play those so uh, anyway that's um, what I loved (laughs) and when the kids in that episode at the end of the first act of the play are chanting we love drugs again I was just like I think I'm on the greatest television show ever made was this Hillary Winston or Lauren Pomerantz I think this was Hillary Hillary probably Hillary Hillary? yeah there you go Jim what do you remember from that well, I just now I remember everything. Um, <laughs> I remember re- how you. I do remember. I, <laughs> I, I do remember that we. Yes, they just had me. Actually, Even his bad miming. He was like yeah. driving. I oh. remember I was. There was a fire. There was a fire I at the cleaners. Oh, oh, on Mar- on the moon or Mars or. No, I, I insisted that I was going to definitely take hair dry cleaning, no matter what people said. They said go out there and do an improv because those guys are having a scene back there, so we might use the audio of your improv while they're back there. And so I just did a long improv about a fire at a, at a dry cleaner. And I think I said, we're, it didn't matter what someone said. I heard dry cleaner because I had a great plot. And then that was, all, I just remember <laughs> you were ironing. I remember you kept I think going, I went, well, everything my went dr- up my dream or something stupid. My dreams all went up in flames. That's it. And then you cut to your brother who was a firefighter <laughs> who was, wow. <whoa. laughs> yes. 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 What a show. What a show. <laughs> what a time. What a time. Season two, episode fourteen, Advanced Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons. Dragons. Uh, oh, yes. oh my God! Allison, oh. Dan, and Chris, you mentioned this episode. 
Yes, I chose this episode because I loved playing Hector the Well-Endowed. Yes! And um, I love that during that part of the episode, I got to just improvise a long sex scene with Danny's, like, elf maiden. Yeah. None of the audio is in, but you can figure out what I'm saying. So dirty, you guys. It was so dirty. (laughs) But also, upon rewatch, it's just great storytelling. It's a very beautiful episode. I'm being genuine, Ken. Okay. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Take, take me seriously. seriously for once in your life. You gotta put, the, you gotta put it like this, this if relate, you want to get paid. In this relationship. Ken, you were so serious when you filled in for Ellen last week. So can you please... It, well, I was not. I was trying to get laughs. Okay, okay. <laughs> Let's not forget that Ken's sort of in blackface in the episode. Yes. Dark Elf. Really? You have to bring that up right now. Right now. 2019. <laughs> really? Really? I heard that was his Allison. choice. Really? It's, it's, it's you have to bring it up right now. How dare you? As I was saying, it's great storytelling. <laughs> and it has a lot of heart. And it solidifies Pierce as the villain of the group, which yeah. is very important to oh, where the show was going. Oh, was he on the throne? On the throne? Tower, Didn't he have wine? a throne yeah. or something? Oh, and was that the one where we did all the hand pile and then Ken's hand? Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, one. Ken's yeah. that's where we're going. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, that's yeah. right. And then the little... That's right, that's we, right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kate Chang had been there the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, you mentioned the scene where Jeff confronts Pierce outside, and Pierce says, uh, you know, oh, yeah. he, Pierce says, you're giving me a look like I can't get erections, yeah. as, your favorite, as your favorite moment, which is a pretty small, you know, a pretty small moment in the, the run of the show. What was that about that, that scene that was so special to you? I just thought it was just this perfect scene. You showed a clip of it before we came out. The, I don't like being excluded, Jeff, do you? Yes! yes, yes. <laughs> and it's just such a great example of it. I've never been a joke writer, and I didn't write those lines, um, but that, those are examples of, like, those aren't jokes. Those are, those are lines that are incredibly funny because you love the characters. It, 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 there are jokes coming from those particular characters. And it was like, it was just this high point of, uh, you know, Chevy, I was like, finally, like, like as much as he hates like doing TV, and he should because it's hard work and he's a self-described legend and he's accustomed <laughs> to work. It's a, it's a legend, legend, legend. Legend. Just legend. Legend. Just legend. I have a tick. <laughs> Um, I say self-described just randomly. Like, this is great self-described carpet. I love it. Um, no, but he, like, I get it. I get why coming from features and having his, like, career, like, why, like, working the hours that these guys worked, like, was, like, grueling to him. But, and I remember in that moment going, like, Chevy's finally gonna thank me. He's gonna see this episode. He might get, he might get an Emmy or something. Like, like, this is like an amazing character for him to play. And it's courtesy of our writers, Chris, Andrew Gast, Megan Gans, like, like, and me, like, I, I had a, uh, a milk crate full of my old D&D stuff from when I was a preteen, and I hung on to that stuff because Marie Kondo didn't exist yet, and... <laughs> And it did spark joy, it did, but like, like and I brought it into the writer's room and I just plopped it on the table. And the pride I felt when the writer's room didn't go, I was like, if you guys want to take a look at this stuff, you know, I'd love to do a D&D episode. And they were like, all right. <laughs> and then I went to set or went to the edit bay and came back and they had this pitch, this idea. The concept was, 
it, created by them, not me. Um, how do you make a D&D session compelling? The idea of the Fat Neil thing that was you guys. And I was so proud because it was such a great like idea, such a great in. And then the part, like Chris. I came into that room late and it was, they already had that Saving Private Ryan element with Fat Neil, which is a throwaway joke and conspiracy that then became a person. But I think Hillary was in that room too. I forget who was in that room, but it was. It was, it was such a crack team. I mean, if I, I had nothing to compare it to. I didn't know uh, I, how, how I, you know, I'm like, oh, I guess this is what it's like to have a, a staff of writers. <laughs> and all of our hard work paid off at that table read. <laughs> but I just want to say also, though, Chris came into the show with this particular, like, ability to start bringing the Chevy character to life, like, in this, like, weird, like, he's the 10-year-old son way. And that, that, that Daffy Duck kind of, like, that, that version of Pierce who's being dragged out by the ear by Jeff and lectured, um, it, it was just magical. And Joe Russo is on point. He's like, he's the guy that's going to go on and make Marvel movies, but he's owning that room. There's no special effects in the episode. Boy, what a show. Um, <laughs> just such a good character piece. And then, and, then, and, then the, and then the whole thing, yes. I mean, we wrote it till, till, till 11 a.m. We stayed up all night at Andrew Guest's house, did shots of whiskey to wake us up um, <laughs> after finishing the script, brought it in in time for the table read, read it, and because Game of Thrones wasn't on the air yet, Sony had to have a special meeting and said, there's a lot of goblin in this script. <laughs> and one of them said, we wish you had turned this in on time so we could have thrown it in the garbage. <laughs> And I was so proud because they I was like, it. they tried to stop it, right? Woo! This justifies everything about my, like, my horrible dysfunctions. This is the most enabling thing that could ever happen to Again, me. Again, never turn anything in on time. Had, had lesson. you been more lesson. professional, you could have made worse TV. Uh -huh. <laughs> and my favorite line probably from the whole series is when uh, Pierce gets this sword of Duquesne and they, oh, yeah. he yeah. gets it from a, uh, the roll of a die and he goes, maybe I'll wipe my ass with and throw it off a cliff. <laughs> right. And then he rapes the Duquesne family yes. twice. Again. Twice? <laughs> I, I want to open the floor for any Chevy Chase stories or <laughs> feelings. I will say, um, also, the, the, the erections line, that was another moment for me that I'll never forget because we were outside reading the script with Chevy and he was reading that line for the first time. I think I was watching him read that line for the first time. And he was saying erections or erection. I think he's, and I think he had mentioned it should be erection or he wasn't sure why it was erections. And we were all trying to convince him though that it should be erections, plural. Uh, and that's when I was like, we made it. The show is the greatest show of all time. L like the, all the dialogue wasn't lifted from the meetings where he'd summoned us to his trailer. <laughs> <laughs> He just would never remember saying this stuff. <laughs> Was it 66, dick? Yeah. <laughs> it's I swear to God, so many lines of dialogue were just written in the margins of the script during meetings in his trailer. Wow. Wow. I speak seven languages. I play piano. I'm. I'm wow. I have absolute kid fuck with a kit on us. <laughs> <laughs> And then we'd write him in the script, and then he'd be like, now we're talking. <laughs> Who's this writer? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 
season two, episode 19, Critical Film Studies. Danny, you also mentioned this yeah. one. Uh, I feel like this was a, I remember when this came out, this felt like a F you to the people who did not watch the show and just assumed it was like a bunch of parodies. <laughs> and also I imagine an F you to the network was like, you're going to do a, uh, my dinner with Andre. <laughs> Uh, but how does this sort of represent the difference, what a community thing is, which is sort of homage versus parody for you guys? And what does that mean in terms of writing or performing? Well, I, I, for me, it was always about the Abed character licensed us to do homage. Um, the show wasn't like, you know, I don't know, Family Guy. I've never seen it. My therapist watches it. But... Uh, <laughs> It's a, it's a, you, you, the show doesn't just go, hey, thanks for tuning in. We're going to do Taming of the Shrew this week. I, I grew up watching Moonlighting, and I observed, like, I love Moonlighting. This seems like it's off the rails. And, God, I mean, God bless them for experimenting, but it was like that was the deal breaker, was that it wasn't an expression of a character. And so Abed was the guy that made it possible to riff in the vocabulary that I understood thereby making it more realistic yeah. than if I just did stories about credit cards and jealousy and dyeing your hair. Like, I just understood, like, how do you relate to people without getting kicked out of society? Abed was a film major, and it allowed for this stuff. Um, I, I, I think I answered your question. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I just loved it when critics, when the first show, when the show came out, they were like, it's just reference humor. And then critics apologized two years later, <laughs> going like, well, it got better. And I was just like, fuck you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's always good, dick. Danny, do you remember mon memorizing that monologue? Uh, <laughs> no, we had telephone. You you weeks, weeks, you had weeks to memorize it, Danny. What happened? This, I remember this episode. Do it now. Uh, I don't know it at all. I just remember the last line was, I pooped my pants. I remember that. Um, I remember that this is the only episode where I went up to, to Dan's office with the director, Richard Ayoade, who's incredible. Oh, yes. um, and I thought did an amazing job. And that it. was all Joel's doing, getting Richard to direct yeah, the episode. One of the... Funniest, most talented people on the planet. Um, and we showed up in Dan's office, and we, there was like there was no script yet, and we were just talking <laughs> about my dinner with Andre, and I'd never seen my dinner with Andre, so I was like, okay, I know what I'm doing tonight. I had to watch my dinner with Andre, and then I was like, how is this <laughs> related to our show? <laughs> like, because everybody else was dressed in Pulp Fiction clothes. <laughs> so that night, I remember watching my dinner with Andre and being like. These guys are just having a conversation. It's, it's super engaging. But then thinking like, okay, so everyone's having a Pulp Fiction party. Me and Jeff are just talking at a dinner table. Okay. And then we showed up with teleprompters and it was amazing. And then the weirdest thing was that Tim Tebow showed up that day. Oh my God. Because, <laughs> because while we're doing the scene, he's standing over there because he's shooting a Hanes commercial right there. And he, he is, I, I don't think he was a fan of the show at all. No. No. But... <laughs> He didn't but know who we he were. He knew we Ken from The Hangover. He, he was so excited to see Ken. He was like, do The Hangover. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> no. Do it. Do the thing. So That's the that monkey's crew. friend. <laughs> the whole crew, no one's watching me and Joel. They're all watching Tim Tebow <laughs> talk about a Hanes commercial. And I was like, this is perfect for our show. 
it, it also was like, not the start, but sort of the start of the increasingly creative ways that we would um, disguise Chevy's body double. Oh, yeah. So he was never on oh, set. There's three we different Chevys for this one, right? I think this was three different Chevys in the mask, right? Yeah, his body double is the Gimp. The Gimp, the body double. And then stand his stand in John, who often would read his lines, so we'd just be staring into his body double's eyes oh. like. Oh, yes. And his blank face, so and then uh, from That's way right. over there, you'd hear John being like, what? You know, I, get, I get erections. I get, I get erections. We had to react to one face while we hear erections over here. But that was a good one. That was, uh, I love that episode. What was, what was this? Oh. Oh. Season two, episode 21, Paradigms of Human memory. Uh, Yvette and Jamie Pickett is also my favorite episode. Feast your ears on these memory pops. This is my favorite episode of the whole show because one, I was so impressed with how quickly we moved. We did like 70 scenes in a week, wasn't it? You guys? Yes. And I just remember thinking, we How many do- drawers did you shit in? It was the at that. least five. Yeah. I but I remember thinking dresser. like we could do this every week. We did 70 in a week. Why are we taking so long? That's part of the reason why I loved it, because I feel like we were so efficient this week, because we, ha- we had to be. You know what I mean? Like, we well, had to also, be efficient. we shot at Universal Studios, yes. which was different, because we usually shot at Paramount yeah. until we moved We didn't have the budget to go outside yeah. normally, so th- we were just excited so to excited. have sunlight yeah. hitting yeah. our yeah, faces. We also <laughs> got to see all of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Like, we know how everything works at Universal. You know, like, that water that comes down, yeah. we know how that works. Jaws. Jaws. We- so we got to be on the other side of I just you know I'm a fan of entertainment so I just love that part of it too and I think it's a really funny episode because everything goes so fast it's the the writers created jokes in every single nanosecond so if you guys haven't watched this episode in a long time go back and watch it because there's there's jokes on the walls there's people walking by that are jokes it's not just what we're saying it's like jokes on top of jokes on top of jokes I love this episode Chris that was your episode this was was a gang my name's on it but this this was gang written because we ran out of time you'll as you'll, I know you're shocked to hear. And so this was gang written. This Dan had always wanted to do a clip show that was not a real clip show, which is then the opposite reason why you do it. I mean, the whole reason why you do a clip show is like, that takes we're so exhausted. Off. You know, and your shows just, just have people sitting on a living room couch and go, remember that time, you know, you know Junior <laughs> fell over the dog? Yeah. But no, this was, everyone thought we were insane for doing this, but the crew, Tristram Shapiro directed it. We had this yeah, crew, it was like an army. We marched through Universal all day long and got... So much fun. But also the Russos, right? Didn't we have like three crews going? I think the Russos like... like I don't know. I'm trying to remember if they picked up some of this. I remember Joe like, you know, doing that thing where he like seems like a little like mafia character. Where he's like, <laughs> he's like I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to... We're going to go to the Universal background. We're going to run and gun gorilla. Yeah. style. I'm going to be over here. Uh, Anthony's going to be over Russo? there. That's your Russo? Yeah. That's a good Russo. It's got to be like this. Hey, we got to do this. We got to do this. We're going to go. We're going to run and run. First of all, first of all, you guys are acting like he wasn't this. You're acting like he wasn't just looking at a laptop. Uh, the whole time typing on it. Yeah, that was great. Did you watch me? Yeah, it was great. We got it. It was great. He would do fantasy football. Like, again, again, do it again. <laughs> Louder. That great. guy really needs to get his shit together or he's going to fail. Fail. Yeah. Exactly. 
Exactly. I do remember when we were the, we were there that day, uh, the War of the Worlds set, you know, where you, yes. where you do the trolley and then the things go off. So we were shooting that thing where they supposedly did Habitat for Humanity and it burned down and I was scolding them. <laughs> so every now and then the ride would just go off. So we'd be in the middle of a take and you'd hear the car go... <laughs> <laughs> Let's hold. Say it fast. <laughs> One of the funniest bits that I remember in this was that we were in the uh, world... What, what the fuck? War of the Worlds set yeah. with all yeah. the exploded things, and then it was the it was this <laughs> dumb bit. It was you, right? Like like McKenna. Like it was this sort of like, like everybody lined up, and then the team going like, who did this? And then like yes. the idea that Britta and Jeff, like in particular, oh, it's like step forward. It's like who did yeah. it? Yeah, like, this habitat was for humanity. Yeah, this habitat was for it's humanity. The, it's, it's, it's those little moments. Like, uh, did I just do the dad thing where I repeated your story? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I you know what I love is we I were on different World words World. for it. <laughs> and I was standing in front of a house. What if we just do Groundhog Day with just one answer? <laughs> I was just thinking of it as the War of the Worlds bit. And you're like, the habitat for him. Yeah, right, okay. <laughs> I would say, but like the detail that went into because I remember like the whole montage, I think is probably one of the best, my, probably my favorite sequence in the whole show is the Dean's montage of coming in. But we, they were told, well, you, it's too hard. We can't, because we wanted to do changes of it. We wanted to actually have everyone in the foreground, like, you know, change and like, and it was one of those things like, how are we going to do that? But it, you, did, you did a bunch of quick changes and we yeah, just, just, wait, just, It was me just and Joel yeah. and Jim. Yes. Yeah, yeah we, had, we had like an half afternoon off because you guys just sat there as he changed clothes. Yeah, they just locked yeah. it off and then I do one and then run and they change everything and those two just sat around there. We had multiple. Yeah, I think Joe and Anthony had to come in and, and then, you know, right. oversee it. We had to like, yeah, by the end of the week, there were definitely like three different but the DGA the, did call. <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, the real the, the core of why the episode succeeds is because we were smart enough to go. We can't just do stylistic masturbation. We can't just send the audience the signal that we're bored with our show and we're gonna like make fun of TV because then they're like, what what am I doing here? Well, and, uh, except, except for the cape. And I was talking about that. I was like, we need. There needs to be something as major here as this is empty. And Emily Cutler was like, Britta and Jeff fucked. Yeah. That was the episode where we learned that. And it's like, you, you could easily forget that, where you're like, uh, it's like, oh, it's the fake clip show. But she only like, pitched that because she thought she got money for it since paintball, they fucked. Right. She, she thought it was like a character payment. Oh, it's, the, it's all of them is finding sex out. A Sorry, that's find okay. out. Funny, You're right. Fun. I got I, I conflated stories. Emily Cutler did that for the paintball episode. Put it in Jeff. Fuck. This is the episode where someone decided this is about everyone finding out. I just can't believe Donald didn't choose this image for one of his album covers. <laughs> <laughs> Look at a vet. Great. It's so good. I love that, the, the rakish angle to the hat. Why is Yvette the one that... Weave? No, because I had that doggone weave in. I couldn't get the hat on. So we kind of pinned it to the side. You look like the one that's... Donald, like, what, what are, are these? St. Patrick's hats? Yes! 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 Torg! 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 Season 3, Episode 4, Remedial oh. Chaos Theory, Gillian... See, Season 3 was good. Yeah. <laughs> I will note, you almost all picked Season you? 2 moments. No, this is my favorite episode. Um, this nearly killed us. Um, we were shooting this until the week it aired. Um, I remember one night we were shooting a completely different episode, and they said, Yvette Gillian, go put on those three. And I think we cried. Yeah. I cried. Um, I, it was just... It, 
I, I just think that it's brilliant, and um, this is just. You just need to spray your face one more time with fake blood. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I love this that show, guys. Was this yeah. the beginning of Toilet Olives? Was that the introduction? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. As a thing. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no, no. That's existed for time immemorial since toilets. This was just the first time it'd been mentioned on our show. I remember that was an issue too because they did want to put a blood on my face again. And I remember thinking, we're still filming another episode. Right. And I told them how long it would take to redo my makeup. And then you guys didn't do it. I remember that because it takes a long time to do my makeup. Don't look at me. Yeah. <laughs> it was you. But with my kids, I, my kids going, me so hungry, me so hungry. Oh, pizza dance. Uh, it was. Like, really? Megan Gans. Oh. Do it. The Megan Gans dance. Do it. Oh, that pizza dance. So good. Well, you do a little of the song. You don't have to do the dance. Uh, I'm sorry, I'd say that. Uh, do the dance, uh, not the song. Oh, okay. Yeah, do the dance. Uh, uh, um. All right. Yes! Oh, yes! Yes! Oh, do my it. God, that was just a joke. Do I didn't it. know she'd do it. <laughs> wow. In those cute shoes, too. Pizza, pizza. <laughs> I mean, me so hungry. Yes! Woo! Oh my God. Jacobs. Woo! Roosevelt. Woo! Jacobs. Roosevelt. Gillian Jacobs. Amazing. Uh-huh. Uh, so. Still humiliated, but you guys seem to like it, so. <laughs> For you. I remember McKenna's face and the whiteboard behind him that was one story circle for every single character in every single timeline, so 36 circles. It looked like a serial killer's lair. <laughs> and he, was that when you got scratched by the cat? No, maybe. Well, oh, it was, it was scratched it was by the cat. Right around there, or maybe after. Yeah, it was, I remember you looking at, you were like, Anything else? And I'm like, no, I'll, I'll just do a quick pass on it. You go get some rest. And he's like, but then you're going to rewrite it. <laughs> I'm like, no, baby, no. It's cool. <laughs> is, that why, is that why Chang got scratched by a cat? I got bit by my wife's cat when we were moving out. Yeah, so it was right around there. And then it was like I was sitting in the room for about a day and a half. And, and it just started getting bigger and bigger. And then it got really painful. And I had to keep on holding it over my head. <laughs> And at a certain point, I think everyone was like, you have to go to the hospital. It's like this big. No, this hand is so big that all his fingers... Wow. All his fingers were the same length. Six. That's how big his hand was. And I also love that it was was supposed to air as 303, and it aired as 304. And the show opens with us knocking on the door, and it says 303 is the apartment number. Um... Guys, it was a good show. It's an amazing show. Oh. Amazing show. <laughs> so, season four happens. Okay, so season five. Um, Dan's back. Where, you know, in terms so much as, you know, it was like a couple that broke up, uh, that got back together. Were there sort of commitments, like, we're going to do it better this time in terms of working? I don't even remember. <laughs> well, hence the promise and the opening musical number. It's going to be, that was like a big promise to oh, NBC. Oh, God, yeah, because that was still for Greenblatt. So it was like, why am I back? What back alley deal did they do to, like, pick up Pan Am for more episodes? Or what was the... I don't know what, the, how I got my job back. I have no idea. That was Joe McHale right Joel there. McHale. That was Joe McHale. Seriously. Right. That was all Joe. 
But it's also amazing how you power. get a ton of publicity for firing the creator, and then guess what? Get a ton of publicity for hiring him back. <laughs> yeah, the old Coke, the classic Coke myth. Right. <laughs> so, uh, out of the frying pan, it's a fryer. Uh, Donald leave. Oh, man. This is the time where I open the floor for stories or feelings about Donald. Why? Why can't you be a worse rapper? Uh. (laughs) I was just worried we were never going to see LeVar Burton again. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've said this a thousand times before. I think he's one of the most talented human beings I've ever met. You've never said that. I say it all the time. (laughs) And I also want to add the caveat. You know, I, haven't met, I didn't meet Prince. I didn't meet Michael Jackson. So I'm not trying to say that. Right. But he's so talented in every creative endeavor. I mean, he, he can bake. He can crochet. He can dance. I'm not kidding. He can bake. He yep. can crochet. He can dance. He can do comedy. He's funny with physical. Com- he just can do everything. And he's also a kind man, yep. which a lot of people that are super talented, they're not always nice. And Donald's nice. So I just um, wish him every success. And, you know. And here he is, you guys, right back there. <laughs> Everybody. He's doing This Is America Donald right Glover. now. <laughs> Donald was so funny on the show. Yeah. And also, I think I would put him as the number one person who behind the scenes yes. had us yes. crying, all laughing so hard. All the time. Um, there was a bit I could tell you he would do oh all the time, but I don't think we can really was, do it. We can't I talk about it anymore. Gonna, I didn't think we could. Yeah. Um, but his bits were funny, like, over and over. He would do yeah, a yeah, bit. You guys individually. Yeah. Yeah. Times no, they're so saying no. They're saying no. But Come also... I'll never You're talking forget. about on your text chain later. Yeah, we'll, we'll text each other. I'll text you, Ken, about I, that. I was just going to say that also it would be forever really special to me that, like, we, we would hear his music before yeah. anyone, you yeah. know? It was like, I, I, I will remember always him yeah. coming to set being like, I'm going to make a mixtape. And us being like, you make music? Let's hear it. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Real, oh, it sounds good. A real efficient good. use of time, too. Yeah. Like, I joked about this. Yeah. Like, I, when, we, when they would say cut, I would go to craft services and eat donuts. That's how I ended up with diabetes. Donald <laughs> would write, like, a TV show yeah. or, yeah. you know, write yeah. an album. Like, yeah. he really used his time efficiently every time they said, Cut. And then I would use time between takes to try to memorize all the lyrics to Donald. <laughs> That's right. And rap, and rap it out. And rap them back she to him. She was pretty good. Like, she was pretty good. Please yeah, stop doing that. <laughs> I thought you I'd were good, like, Bree. I'll never stop. Uh, I loved it, Bree. I loved it. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, Donald leaves, and then the next episode, <laughs> click, work, clicker. Oh, no, it doesn't work. Oh, let's go. Oh, oh no. That's what is so, well, what should have showed up is uh, Ken's favorite scene, which is Bear down for midterm. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's yeah. It did. It, it, Click it again. Click, Click it, it again. again. Oh, yeah. um, oh my gosh, that explains. God, what an image. I remember there was an episode where I'm eating a pine cone sandwich. I think they actually, <laughs> I think, I think it's so poorly performed they cut it from the episode. And then I remember like just getting burned out. Maybe it was me just kind of <laughs> believing my own hype or everything else. I remember sending an email to Dan and I just said. Is there a world where, where Chang could be more grounded? Because, you know, uh, you know I, I used to be a doctor, and then I used to, and, and I'm eating, I'm literally eating a pico sandwich, and I don't mind if Chang is, uh, 
I don't mind if, if, if yeah, I feel like there's an arc where Chang could pay his dues because I think he's he's been jailed. He's been doing all. And you tried to he murder tried, he tried everyone. To, he tried in to the murder. School. He tried to murder the study group. But I think that he's I think that he's paid his dues. No matter how pathetic he is, he deserves a second chance. And I sent this as an email to Dan, and then Dan as punishment. And, and, Dan wrote and then, this episode. Yes, and then Dan sent me an email back, and I still have it to this day, and it gets me emotional. Where he said he said just please pretty because we're dealing with Donald's exit just please pretty please eat a <laughs> eat a pine cone sandwich for Uncle Dan and Uncle Chris and I swear to God in the hot lava episode and I swear to God I'll write you a monologue that you'll do your best acting and even your daughters will say well this guy has range and I'm like well I'm not that good an actor I'm not that good I'm not that good I don't know how to cry on scene and then the next episode which was the bear down for midterms episode after the hot lava episode it literally is all of my email is in that script, in that monologue, and I was, it was really describing just what Chang has gone through, and it moved me, it moved me to tears, and, uh, and when, when the director, it was Tristram, when, when, he, when he said action, I just couldn't stop crying, and it literally is the best moment of my acting career, so... <laughs> Okay, I'll put some food on the tables. We'll lower the lights and that's a midterm dance. I guess I could use a little something theme-wise. I have an idea. Bear down for midterms. What? Bear down for midterms. You can't just repeat it. You need to explain yourself. It's midterm time. Mm -hmm. People have to bear down, study hard, get to work. It's bear down for midterms. Is there a dot I'm not connecting? Uh, -uh. uh it's a play on words. Bear down is an expression. I know the expression, Shane. Fly on the wall is an expression, but if I were to pitch fly on the wall for midterms, you might ask, uh, what do you mean? Chang, are, are you crying? I understand I've been crazy in the past, but it doesn't make it any less frustrating to be completely dismissed like this. I don't know if you guys even see me as human anymore. I don't know if it's like a joke to you, or all Asian men like a joke, if it's like a racial thing. No, no. I paid for my crimes. Underneath all the craziness, I am still a human. And I, I, I do want to make a difference. Can you respect that? Chang, what can we do here? Bear down for midterms. Okay. 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 Well, we'll uh, put up some bear things. We'll bear down for midterms. Okay. It's the best moment, and every time I've had to be emotional in a movie since, I always think of bear down for midterms, and it's because of. Uh, <laughs> It's because of Dan's email. That's but what would you oh. give to be eating a pine cone sandwich in a scene now? I mean, oh, I think that would have helped my career even yeah. more. Let's I think bring I out the pine cone I, sandwich. I should have done the pine cone sandwich. A, Maybe they'll have a, a pine a, cone and mask of chocolate. next year. It was a, it was a, it was a chocolate. It was chocolate. It, it was, was delicious. To look like a pine it was cone. not a pine cone also, sandwich. Also, a little. Yeah. It was actually we shot the first five out of order. Yeah. The last, the fifth episode we shot was actually the ass crack bandit episode. Oh my god. That's what we did before the Rich, bear down. I think your final straw was having to walk backwards with a fake chain. Oh my chain. god, the churro up my ass. And from my from my asshole to my mouth. Season five was good. Yeah, it was very good. It was very good. good. It was very good. It was very good. My real mouth.
Yeah. And Bob Rowe is giving, and Bob Rowe is mad at me because I'm not hitting my marks, and I'm walking backwards. And I can't hit my mark. He's they so mad. mad at you. Bob they was mad, mad at, at me. They were. Sorry, assistant. <laughs> but seriously, bear down. Yes. yes! There's one other yeah. thing from season five. One of the best moments of all time. We only have 43 seconds uh, left. Enough of no. your angst. God, yes, yes. We're going to go over. Um, so, uh, so we just printed out. I was going to play a clip. Uh, I do have the lyrics printed out. Yes! Do it! Do it! Do it! Uh, I should say before this fun fact, because and no one needs to chime in after I say this, um, mm-hmm. I got this in one take. Uh, wow. No one needs to chime in. <laughs> Do it. Um. Oh, no. Well, I'm a peanut bar, and I'm here to say your checks will arrive on another day. Another day, another dime, another rhyme, another dollar. Another stuffed shirt with another white collar. Criminals, Wall Street taking the pie. All a black man gets is a plate of white lies. Prisons recruiting them, police be shooting them, rap artists looting them, labels all deluding them. Barack Obama is scared of me, but I, there's all of my dollars, and I spit it for free. Let me clear my throat. Ha, 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 ha. that I looked directly into the lens. You're at laughing. The end yes. of the at the, at the She's laughing in the it tape. It made it into the there. cut. Yeah. Gillian laughing during the scene. The yeah, we had to debate about that. We were so like, much. well, she'd be laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny situation. Wasn't that Jonathan Banks? That was Jonathan Banks. That was Jonathan, Jonathan there. Banks' son. Hank, the key yeah. Banks. In between Jonathan going like, I will tear your throat out. <laughs> Uh, so we we are, we are over time. So I will ask. Oh, the, the Bachelor Nation are they coming in next? Yeah, coming okay, back. great. Um, <laughs> Zing. We had asked for audience questions, and almost everyone was the exact same question, which is uh, movie, just movie question mark. So. <laughs> I, I will add. Preparing for this, I've read. You each 5,000 times answer, like, sure, I'd love to do it. So I imagine you still feel you'd love to do it, but let's talk about realistically what we would need to do it. Like $20 million for Donald's. Yeah. That would do it. <laughs> is it, but are, is, you know, are you thinking about it? Are you like, oh, well, Allison's wrapping glow, and then maybe if we get... Uh, my, my card shark schedule, <laughs> yeah. I'll check oh, it you... to see. <laughs> Part There's of some ABC Summer of Fun, by the way. <laughs> it is a weird Ouija board thing where it's like, I, who, what, how are you supposed to, uh, who's supposed to say, everyone do this? I, I don't, I don't know. I, it just, I, that's what I've always said. I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to, uh, how does it happen? I don't know. I think you write it. Sounds like it starts with you, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> do it, Dan. Do it, Dan. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah, and then I write it, and then and then half of the people are like, "Man, yeah, I don't want to do it." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Oh yeah. Oh every <laughs> everyone that showed up for the vulture reunion will do the movie. Yes. <laughs> 
What a shock. You know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Jonathan Banks. How are we going to get him? If, if there were to be a movie, what would you want from it? Regardless of the plot, but like, what would you hope from it? Any, any in terms of... Like a great payday, that would be great. <laughs> I just would I just would love to have everybody back together again. I think that would be really Amen. sweet. You know, we had a lot of fun. Amen. It's a lot of long hours, um, but we had a lot of fun on set and you know it's a family, so that would be fun for me to come back and do that. I mean you look back, it's just like the reason why we're all here is because it's you know, for me personally, it's I think it's the best thing I've ever done, been a part of. So I'm very I'm very grateful. Very grateful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, for, for all of you, you all... It is know. the best thing you've ever done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joel, Joel tells me that every day. How dare you? F you, Joel. How dare you? I had a moment. <laughs> Couldn't help it. But, but for all of you, regardless... Todd Phillips. You've all had super busy careers. Where does this stack up as you look back in your career of the last 15, 20 years? I mean, I, at a certain point when the fans started organizing their own convention for the show. Communicon! Communicon, which Yvette and I attended every year. Yes. Um, I think I realized that there was no guarantee that anything I would do going forward would have this kind of impact on people, and that's not, that's separate from success, um, but the level of impact and the depth of feeling that people had about it, I, I recognized at the time that there was no guarantee that anything I would ever do would mean as much to people. So that is truly extraordinary. And I'm glad that I had the ability to see that in the moment and appreciate it um, and not just in retrospect. But for that alone, I think it has to be up there for me, number one, and I'm so grateful for it. I mean, it changed, you know, I think for a lot of us, it also changed our careers too as actors in terms of like where our careers had been. And so... I mean, it changed everything about my life. So it has to be number one. I'm echoing that. Definitely number one. Uh, The moment I read this script, I was like trembling because my agent said, uh, this is the role you were meant to play. And they've never said that before or after. (laughs) Uh, So I was like, okay. Uh, And then I read it and I was like, this is unbelievable. The writing is just so rich. It's so specific. Um, and the cast is obviously incredible and uh, they're just amazing. So on set, it was just such a joy, always unpredictable and exciting. And we'd read the script, it was funny. We'd get on set, it became funnier. We'd watch it and it, it, we'd still laugh. And that to me was just so joyful. And then, yeah, connecting to people, uh, I get reactions all the time. People saying that, oh, you're just like me and my best friend or they'll quote stuff to me from Farscape that I have no idea what they're talking about. Um, <laughs> Or people will be like, hey, Parks and Rec. And I'll be like, no, wrong show, but that's, that's fine. We'll take it. Um, but truly, I'm, I feel so lucky, so fortunate um, to laugh every day like this. It was, uh, it's the best. So for me, number one, number one. I, I think what is unparalleled is, is the amount of laughs that we had behind the scenes. I, I don't, there will never be another job where I cry, cry laughing every day. Like the, the silliness level was at an all time high and we were so close and still remain close and are such a family. Um, 
sometimes Betty Gilpin, who I work with on Glow, will be like, I've watched the outtakes from Community, and you don't do that here. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm being professional now. This you don't is a do... new side of my career where I'm an adult. You don't do taco, taco, taco? I don't do taco, taco, taco. And I don't do get that goo gone. I also just will cherish the amount of, like languages and voices and characters that we created backstage backstage um, <laughs> behind the scenes that when people would come in to play like a guest star role I always felt for them because we were very warm and inviting but we would be so quoting jokes. jokes that didn't make it to air I, we had shirts made that said don't eat the crab dip yeah. no yeah. but they didn't yeah. say yay yay because yeah. the version that we so it was oh, yeah. don't eat the crab dip what? That's right. Because that's what we thought was the quote and said it for a full calendar year or however long. Yeah. And then we watched the episode and we were like, don't eat the crab dip. Whoa, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 they went with that, oh, they went with that one. That's, that's interesting. Um, so yes, I feel like the fun that was had, it just, it can never be matched. For me, the greatest gift of community for me has been getting to watch all of these people at the beginning, some of them at the beginning of their greatness, you know, like just you, all of you. It's like you. they were starting out um, when Gillian talks about it changed her life. She was living in New York and this was, you know, she moved, she moved to LA for this job. You know, it was everybody blossomed on this set and we got to watch each other become everything that we're doing now that you guys love. We got to watch the seeds of that in everyone. So I, you know, I talk about Donald, but it's true for each one of them. We got to see each of them be great and become great. And that's something that I, I cherish as, that's why I don't know if you guys know this. Like I'm like a huge celebrator of people. So whenever one of them does anything, if you see my Twitter feed, I blow it up because I'm so proud of everything you guys do. And I ran into Allison at the Golden Globes, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm seeing Allison at the Golden Globes, and she's nominated. Like this is, it's just huge for me. So just that that I got to see these amazing performers at their beginning. Some of them, some you know, some had already made it, but at the beginning is the greatest blessing for me. I feel bad because mine's going to be exactly the opposite. For me, I couldn't get out faster enough. Uh, no, I mean, it's to, to just keep it brief in the sense that, you know, I, I came, they had already started shooting the pilot, and I walked into audition for the, uh, for the dean where they were shooting. And so at a I, closed bank in the valley, in a, in I closed remember bank, yeah. uh, In, a in Northridge, the porn capital of yes. Southern yes, California. Yes, crammed in there, the Russos and everybody just crammed. That's Chatsworth. <laughs> so I was How sort of playing you. catch up to this experience a little bit. And then I was sort of like, uh, uh, I, you never know if you're going to be recurring what that really means. And I ended up coming back quite a bit. And, and uh, I think about... Season yeah, quite a bit. <laughs> Every fucking episode. And you had all the time. But I think it was season three when Joel st started making eye contact with me. <laughs> where I felt like my heart... You'd earned it. it, 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 it. The Oscar You'd really it. changed things yeah. Oscar <laughs> changed it for Joel. <laughs> it did for Joel. <laughs> No, it, was a, it was for adaptation, adaptation. Not, not original. Down here, down here. Someone else did Same. all the work. Uh, no, real quick, it's just like, it's, you, it's so hard when you're in something like this or anything in your life to be completely present in it. And it's really when you're sitting on stage here reflecting on this thing that you really, and you see these clips that you realize, oh, that's what it was doing. It was tugging at my heart 
when I was there. And I really do appreciate every moment we had on there. Long hours, the creativity, the fact that we were living in a, a bubble where we were fighting as these underdogs creatively. I mean, not creatively underdogs, but I'm just saying we could do things and experiment. And people were like, what are you? What are you doing? And then a handful, a giant handful of people got us. And I think that there's such a reward in knowing that you are telling stories that challenges some people. You're breaking molds. You're doing something that's not on TV. You're doing epic things. You're doing small things. You're doing character things. And you never lose sight of your characters. And Dan's exactly right. We were saying lines that were connected to character. And I thought that was such a, a gift. So I would say... Um, in conclusion to this, as I said, let me just briefly said. <laughs> wow. So let me end by saying, Jim, shut the fuck up. Yay! Yay! Anything to add, Dan or Joel? I'll keep it brief. It's <laughs> <laughs> the greatest fucking thing that's ever happened to me. I guess for me, what was so powerful... <laughs> Anyway, I wanted to say this one thing. Uh, so we were on the World of the War set, and uh, <laughs> yeah. this house I have a was story, too, about that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, look, live action doesn't move as much merchandise, but... It's fair. I have fair. 15% of an emotional back end on this that pays dividends every day in the swimming pool that Rick and Morty paid for. It. I... No, I, 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 I this, nice. I, this is absolutely the mo- the thing that I will always be the most proud of. I mean, I'll, it's like ne- network TV isn't necessarily dead, but it's turned into a different thing. I mean, they're all becoming streaming platforms now. We were there with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, and like, uh, it, 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 like, like we were we were there at the end of this crazy era. This is like, like the end of must see TV. The end we of <laughs> we were the tar pit of that pre We were the barn. We were the barn that had the shotgun. Comedy starts here. And, beca- and, be- and we got to work with it. It was sort of 150 of, the, of, of people that were like, they were A-list. The guy that hauled the cable, I never knew his name, but... Um, <laughs> The best at hauling cable. Billy Cable. He was. That's how what cable was. His name was. Uh, but 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 John was, Goodman uh, showed up to do the show multiple times. It it is. Uh, yeah, it's uh, hands down, absolutely the most proud, uh, the the proudest. What what? How do you talk? Uh, proudest. The thing of which I am most proud, uh, forever and ever. Yep. Community. Woo-hoo! Thank you guys so much. I'm a die by werewolf. Thank you all. Thank you for coming, everybody. That's it for another episode of Good One. Stream Community on Hulu. Good One is produced by me and Mike Comte. Justin D. Wright did our theme song. Write a review and rate the show on Apple Podcasts. Five stars, please. And hey, if you know anyone who might like the podcast, maybe tell them. What the heck? You can email any comments, questions, or laughing around suggestions to goodonepodcast at gmail.com. I'm Jesse David Fox, and you can follow me at Jesse David Fox. Have a good one.